Google's latest smart display, the second generation Nest Hub, has a new trick up its sleeve. Without using any cameras, it'll track your sleep and gesture controls. But is that something you're comfortable with? I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. Here to talk about the Nest Hub is Sina editor and smart speaker expert, Molly Price. So tell me about this new Nest Hub. It is sort of, at least on the outside, kind of looks the same, but there is some very different stuff happening underneath. Um, We'll start with the price. It's $99.99. Um, so you're going to round that up. It's 100 bucks. The first gen Nest Hub was 129 when it came out. So it's coming out of the gate a little bit cheaper than the first model, which is always nice to see. Um, but yeah, there, there's tons of stuff under there that's a little bit different. Yeah, let's let's talk about that because you you mentioned in your review or your your announcement of the, the product that it's got a motion sensor and sleep tracker, but there are no cameras. So how does that work? Yeah, so this new smart display takes advantage of Google's Soli technology. It's a uh, miniature radar, a low energy radar that can sense movement without any cameras. And they call it motion sense. And motion sense enables something called sleep sensing, which is the big headline feature of the smart display. Yeah, it's technology we saw first in the Pixel 4, I believe, right? This was uh, the Project Soli was there, was a name for it. And, and I guess that went away with the Pixel 5, but I guess they're re reusing this technology and putting it into the Nest Hub. How does the sleep tracking actually work? And more important follow-up is, are you comfortable letting Google track your sleep patterns? So that's an interesting question because I think, well, we'll get to the comfort thing in a minute, but how it works is uh, you will calibrate your smart display. They're assuming that you're going to put it on your nightstand. When I talked to Google, they said that 20% of first generation Nest Hubs went on nightstands. So they sort of hedged their bets on that and um, you'll put it on your nightstand. There'll be a calibration process that you do so that it will sense just one person. So if you have a co-sleeper, if you have pets or kids that come in and out, it will sense just the person who's sleeping closest to the display. So that radar will sense things like your movement, your movement if you get in and out of bed or uh, breathing. But then there are also sensors for light and for temperature, just like they had on the last Nest display to show you nice photos with that adaptive color. Um, so they're using that technology to monitor things like, oh, your bedroom got a little bit warm last night and maybe that's why you didn't sleep so well. So there's sort of a whole group of sensors and all that data is gonna be local. Um, you can see it in the Google Fit app. You'll get reports and suggestions on how to possibly improve your sleep. Now, are you comfortable with it? That's gonna depend on every person, right? Um, some people wouldn't have even put the first gen Nest Hub in their bedroom, even without the camera, even without the sleep sensing, just because um, of things like microphones and, and data. And I, I totally get that. Uh, for me personally, without a camera, I'm a, I'm a kind of okay with it. I'm, I'm willing to try it, you know? Uh, I'm willing to see how invasive it feels. Yeah, I imagine, like you said, it, it's going to be it's going to come down to individuals and just their comfort level with Google and the management of their data. I know Google acquired Fitbit, uh, closer acquisition back in January, is a two point five billion dollar deal. There were some concerns about what Google was going to use or how it was going to use Fitbit's data, uh, and I know they sort of said that there'd be sort of a siloed out portion of it for Fitbit. But do you know if? there's going to be any work between whether this new Nest Hub will work with your Fitbit uh, to include? Because I know sleep tracking was also a big deal for Fitbit. So we don't 
We don't know for sure. There have been hints. Um, Google has been pretty tight-lipped about what's going to happen after this preview window of sleep sensing is over. So sleep sensing is available as a free preview, and they say until the end of the year. After that, they are pretty pretty strongly hinting that it's going to be a paid subscription feature. Um, they haven't said specifically how that's going to go. Uh, they've said things like, we are looking for ways to integrate in the, they've said things like we are looking for ways to integrate uh, Fitbit technology with our Google devices. There's been some very vague talk around it. So we're not sure how it's going to go. I do expect that eventually and probably next year, you will need to pay some sort of subscription for sleep sensing and that it will probably somehow be tied in with Fitbit. But Google did pitch this whole display to me as a way to track your sleep without any wearables. So they don't seem to really want to tie it in with a wearable. Interesting. And the the idea that it would actually charge, it's very anti-Google because Google's all about giving <laughs> you free services, right? But um, perhaps because they're, I guess, maybe more cognizant of the data and and you know are likely trying to avoid using this for, I guess, advertising and research purposes. Maybe they're, they're trying to figure out a different way to monetize it. Um, in some case, in some ways that actually kind of, I find that a little bit, uh, I take that as a bit of a relief because if they're charging me for this, it probably means they're not using the data for other means or other ways to, you know, send me targeted ads. I don't know. It, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens after this free preview period ends up uh, or ends. Yeah, they did. They did mention that there will be no, none of your sleep data will be used for personalized ads. So you won't get, um, I won't say a brand, but you won't get like mattress uh, suggestions based on your sleep sensing. So that's nice, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, sleep is such a personal thing. I feel like that that's one area. That's one line that Google's probably smart not to cross. Yeah. Uh, what about talking about the the display itself? Uh, let's talk about the 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 speakers. What what what's the audio quality like for these things? So we haven't heard it yet, but Google is telling us that this new Nest Hub will have fifty percent more bass than the previous model. So you should get a little more bass for your dollar, and you're spending even less dollars. So hopefully that's a good thing. Um, we don't know much else. You know, it's sort of in a lot of ways, very similar to the first generation model. Um, aside from what they've mentioned with base, you know, the display is the same seven inch display. They have a an edge to edge design now that sort of gets that, you know, where all the dust and the gunk lands around the bezel. You won't have that anymore. There's a glass uh, totally over the entire front of the display. So it should be a little bit easier to clean. Um, it comes in four colors now. You can get the standard charcoal and chalk, but you can also get sand and mist, those sort of pink and blue colors that they don't want to call pink and blue. Um, you can get those now. So you have a couple more options as far as how it looks, but really the footprint of it and um, a lot of the features from the last display are, are the same. And the uh, video streaming services, what does it actually support? So video streaming... You are going to get YouTube, of course. You're going to get Netflix, Hulu, Sling TV, I believe Paramount Plus, um, a handful of smaller apps. But uh, it doesn't seem like they've added a lot. It sort of seems like they've stayed the course with what has been available in streaming on their previous displays. Got it. And uh, I guess we mentioned at the beginning motion controls as well, gesture controls. Can you talk a little bit about what 
you can actually do with those gesture controls? Yeah. So in addition to the sleep sensing that is using some of that solely radar, you can also pause and play content. So if you're in the kitchen and you're far away from the display, you can tap the air to pause or play music or pause or play video. And that's kind of uh, the only thing they really they really pitched with it is, hey, you can pause and play your content from across the room. That sort of didn't work on the Pixel 4. No one really cared. You could use it to answer or reject calls. But I suspect that's probably because you have your phone in your hand, right? So uh, I think maybe with the display, it makes more sense to have a long distance control feature. Yeah, I know. I, I tend to watch my iPad or, uh, well, my iPad while I'm washing my dishes. And so it's kind of nice to be able to just tap in the air to pause and play something or uh, it'd be nice if I could like turn on, turn the volume up or down. I know LG had something like that with it, with one of its phones that had a similar kind of motion tracking sensor, but I don't know, hopefully Google adds some of those, so adds some features to that motion tracking because pause and play is nice, but I'd love to see more. Uh, just lastly, uh, this is competing against the uh, Amazon's Echo Show 10, right? Or I guess that's the most comparable product. How does it stack up against that competitor, especially for households that are, you know, all in on Alexa, what is sort of the comparable product here? As far as capability is concerned, I think it's probably most comparable to the Echo Show 8. Now, the Echo Show 10 is the newest Amazon smart display, but it has cameras. It has a big giant speaker at the bottom, so the sound is probably going to be better. And it's $250, so it's a totally different price point. Um, it does have the tracking, so you sort of get the same idea of a smart display that can see what you're doing and, or sense what you're doing and process it. But if you're going to go Amazon and you want something similar to the Nest Hub, I have a feeling that the Echo Show 8 is probably going to be the closest competitor. Gotcha. Well, Molly, thank you for your time. You can check out her story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. Or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.